Welcome to Cosmic Explorations Podcast, curated by the cosmos, narrated by Veva Cristina. Hello! Exploring the universe in and of us through a cosmic storytelling of astrology, an ancient love language of the soul encoded in our DNA and recorded in our charts. In Cosmic Explorations, we like to play with an embodied invocation of the zodiac energies, which are archetypal representations of life and various qualities here on Earth. Through your incarnation, and therefore a unique earthly manifestation of the higher consciousness, your energetic blueprint is a masterful mosaic of all of these energies. Which means there's a wide playground for us to explore. So, I want to welcome you to this cheeky journey of sensual shadow play as we claim our liberated authentic expression through expanded pleasure and playful embodiment as a new default for living and loving. Hello, dear ones. Welcome. <laughs> Guess what? This is the 12th month of creation of this podcast. We started in Libra season last year. And I'm not going to get sentimental in this episode yet, but I just want to acknowledge that I just recorded an official intro after 12 months of creation under Mercury retrograde. <laughs> And as Mercury is one of the traditional rulers of Virgo, I just want to offer this way of looking upon Mercury retrograde, which is all about those re-re-re stuff that invite us to go back to something that we might have started but haven't finished, which happens to me all the time with my design that needs a lot of riping. But anyhow, I got back to recording this intro yay and i think i might be known for a bit of a long intro period the lead up to the main conversation but i think it's totally worth it it brings a beautiful warm-up and it gives you some context if you desire to jump right into the conversation with a beautiful guest that i'm bringing on cosmic explorations podcast today Feel free to see the timings in the show notes below. But I also have to say that I refuse to have the anxiety of how long these episodes are and are they too long. You know, I'm here for the devoted explorers, the passionate souls and the rebellious visionaries that are turned on by this playground and not turned off by a few extra minutes of yumminess. Anyway, this intro is a lead up to the conversation with today's guest. Under the blessings of Virgo season, I am joined by Diana Saab. <laughs> a mysterious witch from Romania, an extraordinary, and I fucking mean it in all the ways, an extraordinary karmic and evolutionary astrologer, a student of human design, Eastern philosophies, Jungian psychoanalysis, and other ancient systems of decoding the sacred. 
She is the founder, the creator, and the translator of one of my favorite voices out there. Voice of the sacred. <sighs> if you're listening to this podcast, I would be quite confident to say that you must have seen her work on Instagram. It is truly quite mesmerizing. And the power of her content and her messages, the touchings of the soul, as well as for the pleasure of an eye. <laughs> and I have to be honest, I felt a bit intimidated by her at first. And I realized that was because I could sense the depths from which her wisdom waves and the earth-shaking embodiment that radiates from her being. So it's truly my outermost pleasure to be able to explore the grounded magic of astrology and human design with her on this podcast. And when I say astrology and human design, you know the playground is infinite. <laughs> now, Virgo energies connect us to the ease of understanding these sacred systems of energies. Virgo allows us to receive the divine, translate it into perceivable, and then implement it through the practical. And ever since I learned about human design, it always felt to me like more of a Virgo tasting tool of reflection, <laughs> because it's so concrete, it's organized, it's straightforward, very systematic, almost a bit mechanical. Uh, but definitely on like a, a rational, log logic-driven side. Would you agree? <laughs> um, and not that astrology isn't, but there's this poetic, romantic, artsy vibe to astrological storytelling. So um, I almost like to imagine astrology and human design as a part of the same brain, aka the wisdom, but as a right and a left hemisphere. And even though this might be a little bit of an exaggeration, um, I want to say that in this conversation, we will bring a little bit of the technical understanding of both. But as Diana and I are both two energetically receptive beings, we definitely flow and jump around quite a bit. So there is something for everyone in this episode, whether you are totally new to this language or if you are exploring it for your own pleasure or if you're a practitioner. Um, but if you are a newbie, yay, I'm so excited for you to be diving into these realms. But don't worry if you are not able to follow with all of the cosmic name dropping. <laughs> the wisdom is still there and maybe, maybe, maybe it inspires you to dig deeper into this knowledge that is here to guide us into our unique alignment. And I want to say that I had a reading with Diana just a couple of days before we got together for this podcast conversational dance. And oh my, oh my. The way it eased me in deeper into myself, my authentic embodied flow, the way that it brought these deeper truths of my heart forward to be further integrated. Ah. It just allowed me to again be on the receiving end of the power that these readings hold. 
the life-changing portals that they offer as they reconnect us to the remembrance of our soul. Now, I support my clients in the implementation, embodiment, and integration of this wisdom as well through Cosmic Coaching, where we have three months of weekly or bi-weekly sessions together. And by the way, this month is bringing a few journeys to completion, which means that I am open to new souls who are ready for this cosmic, sensual shadow play into the depths of themselves with me. Um, you know, you can find me in many ways that I will speak of at the end, but what I actually want to say is that even if you have just one reading with an aligned reader for you, I feel like shifts are almost inevitable if you come there with an open mind and an open heart because we address and activate these deeply rooted centers in your energy that simply start radiating and flowing from you naturally if you allow them. So I hope this episode also provides some kind of a beautiful portal for you. I invite you to take a deep breath into your heart space and allow this energy to burst and spread all around you as you exhale, opening the heart, inviting in more flow, releasing any tension, really checking with your body, with your energy, if there's something that ah, wants to flow through you as we transition into bringing Diana in if you maybe want to do a little boogie or make a weird sound extra points for you <laughs> but stay true to yourself mm, cool are you ready let's go pew, pew, pew. dear Diana Welcome to Cosmic Explorations podcast. Thank Hello. you for inviting me here. Oh, such a pleasure. I have to say I am so in love and so in awe with the sacred voice of you. And I'm so excited to explore these realms of universal energy systems with you today. Mm -hmm. I would first like to invite you to reveal to us who is the voice of the sacred and who is Diana? So voice of the secret has nothing to do with my voice and what I'm writing. The idea was to feel all the messages that are transmitted from the universe mm. and all these systems, astrology, human design, eating, all of them are the voice of the secret trying to reach us. And that was mm. the inspiration behind the name. Mm. So I, I see myself as simply the translator of the messages transmitted by this voice. And it's mm. just that I felt from it was like a pressure, pressure from, I don't know, another dimension to, to understand the messages and to want to transmit them. Mm. And that pressure was like the voice pushing something, some energy inside of my head and was like, Talk, talk about it, send it, <laughs> transmit the messages. And I was like, okay, when, how do I start? When do I start? Mm, yeah, And that was like the main theme that I felt my, my whole life. 
Mm. And it's not a long life. I'm only 25 years old. But since, I don't know, about 40, 50, 15, I was like, I need to do something. I need to study. I need to gain more knowledge. Mm. So it started early. How did you feel this pull, this like calling? How were you able to recognize it even at such a young age? It wasn't pleasant. (laughs) It wasn't with, I didn't do it with pleasure. I I was feeling like it is a duty. Mm. It was truly a pressure, like a contract, a commitment. And I was like, I need to do it. I need to start doing it. Mm. And at the beginning for me, it was like, studying all the time getting all the books that i could about everything Mm -hmm. so i started with simply spirituality learning about what everyone wrote Mm -hmm. you know there are so many people that channel the information from higher dimensions and that caught my attention first time Mm -hmm. uh authors like sal raquel and then you have drumvalo melchizedek they were like the, the main ones that truly transmitted a message. But I was very discerning, like, you cannot verify what they're saying. You cannot see if it's truly the the message or if it's just their fantasy. Mm. But I loved even feeding myself with such fantasies. And I have my son is in gate 41, which mm. is contraction and fantasy. So I was like feeding myself with so many possibilities of how life is. Mm-hmm. Not just the physical part that we see, but how life is truly in the multidimensional way. Mm. I have to say what really draw me to you is like this. I don't know. I wanted to use the word unprecedented, which is probably not necessarily <laughs> the right word to use. But truly the depth and the practical mystery that I feel waving through your words. It's not something that... It wasn't like an understanding and it wasn't speaking to my mind. It was truly speaking to my soul. Mm -hmm. And just like the way that you just dive deep into it, or like maybe I could even say high into it, uh, really uh, pulls my attention to that Aquarian stellium that is attuned to Mm -hmm. that higher mind, the higher frequencies. And so to kind of maybe give a little bit of a structure and a beautiful entrance to the human design astrology connection that we're going to be exploring today. I would maybe like to invite you if you can um, introduce yourself through this systems, through these sacred tools Mm -hmm. of astrology and human design. So I was born when the sun was perfectly aligned with Jupiter, Uranus (laughs) and Neptune. Oh, at, <laughs> at the beginning of Aquarius. <laughs> I love saying that. Like, they, But they were truly perfectly aligned. You know, yeah. they weren't at the, a different uh, latitude. They were perfectly aligned. And that's, for me, that's magical. You were born at a perfect such... alignment. <laughs> and it was in the middle of the sky. Everything. The, mm-hmm. These four planets were in the middle of the sky. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful energy. Very intense, intense and focused on ninth house it's it, for me it's ninth house which is mm-hmm. spirituality philosophy religions understanding everything that is beyond the mm-hmm. physical everything that is beyond what you would usually understand just living the life mm-hmm. so my mind wants with this uh stellium in aquarius it wants to understand more 
who wants yeah. to understand the metaphysical. And that's like pulling. It's like a thread that pulls me further into life. And this is beautiful what you said before, right? Like even when you were a teenager, you were so drawn mm-hmm. to like, oh, but what else mm-hmm. is there? And I think it just shows how, yes, we are naturally drawn to something according to the energetic blueprint that is going to resonate and respond course, to life yes. in such and a unique way. The whole strategy to live your life is to simply do not resist the pull. Mm-hmm. I mean, the body will naturally be, be drawn to things. Things mm-hmm. will bump into you. You will want naturally to, to be in some places, to study some things. And the thing is, because of the society, parents, friends, all of that, we say no. We mm-hmm. say or we say not yet, or I don't want this, or what what are they going to say? How are they yeah. going to judge me? So we stop going towards the place that is ours. Yeah. And being an Aquarius gave <laughs> me the power to say, I don't care what you think about me. I'm going to be weird. Exactly. And especially, you know, when we are teenagers, when we're trying to make sense of the world and look for our own path, mm-hmm. the fact that you have this Aquarius stallium in the ninth house of belief systems that were forming and your ascendant in Gemini mm-hmm. that was like looking at what was I thought? What is the conditioning mm-hmm. around me? And truly, and you know, the, the Gemini. Uh-huh. The Gemini gives us skepticism. You're uh-huh. telling me that this is wrong, but is it really? Mm-hmm. You're telling me that it, you're telling me this is not a career. Is it not? Are you sure about that? Yeah. So I was always, always questioning what I was receiving from others. And being an Aquarius was like, you know what? I don't care about your opinion. I don't care that you're afraid. I don't care that you don't like it. Because I feel that I can do it. I feel like my life is going to be extremely well in this direction. Mm-hmm. Also having a defined G center, I was very sure about what I, who I am and what I should do. Having a defined G center for those who might be new to astrology, human design, what would that be? Can you give a little bit of a context? So, yes, in human design, we have nine centers. And each of them can be full of energy and have a constant, constant frequency that generates out of you. Or you can have it open and then you just flow with life and flow with the energy that you receive through transits and people. But when you have that defined center and me having the defined G center means that I'm constantly feeling my direction. Mm -hmm. I constantly feel the identity that I have. And it's not wrong to not have it. I mean, some people are just flowing through different identities through their life. Hello. And that's totally, (laughs) yes. (laughs) I have an open (laughs) G-Center. And that's beautiful as well. But I, I was able to be grounded in an unconventional identity and face people that told me you're not supposed to be this. I was able to face them and tell, no, I know exactly who I am. So please shut up. Mm-hmm. And since and we that, are waving between human design and astrology here, I'm wondering what would you assign this quality to when it comes to astrology? Uh, it's very different. I mean, you cannot assign a planet or a sign to a center, but you can connect your planets with the center. So what planets from your chart open mm-hmm. and define the G center? And for me, that's North Node and my unconscious moon. And having North Node, my conscious North Node opening the 46th gate, 
-hmm. it was very a very strong energy like this is your destiny to be this person and to claim that authenticity yes yeah and show others in a way how it is to be Mm -hmm. firm in yourself right and And in a way you have guide others to come yes that's what that's what I I was going to say that a lot of people come to me because they want the same stability in their identity Mm -hmm. they want to feel as uh, confident as I am regarding who I am and what is my life path Mm -hmm. and unfortunately I have to tell many of them that you don't have to have this certainty Mm -hmm. you don't need this strong confidence in one direction because you will have many directions and you just have to play through them. Mm. And I think this is going to be like a big message of this conversation, mm-hmm. how these tools really just guide us into more acceptance, easeful flow of who we already are instead of trying to improve and mold and upgrade and up level and yes. all of those things, right? And, you know, you see people around you and you're like, I want to be like them. Mm-hmm. you see successful people or satisfied people happy people and you're like yes I want this I want the same kind of energy but mm-hmm. each of us is so so different and each of us feels the happiness or success satisfaction peacefulness depends on what is your theme mm-hmm. you feel it through different strategy through, through different personalities different yeah. energies Beautiful. And astrology and human design are like roadmaps and mechanics of how we can embrace that. So maybe before we go deeper into it, I would love to establish a little bit of grounding basics here. And also to hear your beautiful interpretation, because I know in human design, your upper three centers, right? The crown, the ajna and the throat are open. And this is what you were saying before. I just felt like this pool that I this voices to be shared from above and that's like the openness right beautiful thing with open crown and open ajna because you can channel information you don't have Mm -hmm. a fixed idea in your mind you don't have a fixed path regarding what you're thinking what opinions you have you're completely open so you can handle so much Mm. (laughs) and Mm. that's how you can channel information from from sources that are not yours Mm So, this is where I feel like a lot of people are going to be sometimes disappointed when they don't have defined channels because they're like, oh, so I don't know how to use this energy. But that's one of the myths or like the misconceptions Mm -hmm. that I feel like you are going to beautifully dismantle for us today. Yes. But let's go back to the basics first. in your words, in your poetry <laughs> of the heart, how would you describe astrology and human design to be people who might be new to these um, forms of art? Yeah, so I can go a little into the theory of how the body graph actually comes into place and how the charts work. Mm-hmm. So we work in human design, there are two charts. One is the unconscious one and one is the conscious. So in astrology, we analyze and study the birth chart, which is the chart with the the planets in the moment of the birth. Now there's an unconscious chart, which is 88 days before birth. Mm -hmm. That's the moment when the soul, yes. No, it's different. Human design combines them. Yeah. So human design takes both charts 
the conscious and unconscious mm. and combines them and creates a third thing. Okay. And that's that's the whole the whole idea. So you have the conscious chart, which as far as I understand it from my studies, is the mind. And it's the story that the mind remembers from the past lives. Mm -hmm. We come into this life with stories. We come with experience. And that experience can either help us, like encourages us to go forward with an energy because you have the memory of success, of victory. So, mm -hmm. you know, I did, this I did this before. I can do it again. Mm -hmm. Or you have the memory of a loss. I couldn't do that. I was hurt mm -hmm. by doing that. So I don't want to do it anymore. So and now we way, have this. So in a way that would then manifest in like some people are more confident in certain areas and then the fears that mm -hmm. we kind of come with, right? Just kind of the manual yes. which we enter life and in the ways we and respond. That's how, that's how planets manifest. Mm -hmm. You When they are in uh, their own sign, when they are exalted, they're happy, they're full of power, they're confident. But then you have a planet in fall in mm -hmm. exile and that planet doesn't want to manifest doesn't want to express fully because it has a memory that i did this before and i was punished like the mm -hmm. world didn't react good to what i did so now i'm going to just hide mm -hmm. and you know we see this with witch wounds mm -hmm. we have collectively a wound of showing the magic of showing something that society mm -hmm. doesn't agree with because we know we've been punished before Mm -hmm. Now we we just don't it's it's natural. The body doesn't want to give that energy because it wants to survive. So in it a wants way to protect itself. Mm, in a way that and would this is be what, the astrology that kind of tells yes, the story of the soul. That's what you see in the birth chart. But then mm -hmm. okay, so the soul has all these past memories, it has a story, and then it wants to continue the story, it wants to come back on earth and create the continuation of the book, of the movie. So mm -hmm. it attracts from the core of the earth another chart, uh, the crystal of the unconscious personality, mm -hmm. the personality and the unconscious energy. So there's a connection between the personality and design. You have mm -hmm. the story that enters a design, and that comes from ancestors. It comes from the core of the earth and gives you a vehicle to move in. Mm -hmm. And you know, mm -hmm. that vehicle can give you some things and cannot give you some things. And that would be the body, which is represented by human design. Yes. You have energy for some things and you don't have energy for other things. Mm -hmm. And that's how you continue the story by using the energy that was given to you. Mm -hmm. So you see how the story blends inside the body and manifests through the body. Mm -hmm. And the story, the thing with the personality with the stories that we carry inside of us is that they can get infinite. Mm -hmm. The potential inside of us can get infinite because they're just the limitations that we feel like I am like this, I am like that. I cannot perform magic. I'm not comfortable being seen. All that thing, they're just stories that can be opened. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jung has been studying in uh, psychoanalysis. Mm -hmm. The subconscious mind is infinite. It goes towards God the self archetype so from the ego which is limited and has a uh, very rigid boundaries like i cannot be the other person i cannot be like this because i'm mm -hmm. like that in the unconscious you have the opposite of you in the unconscious you have everything you are not mm -hmm. 
has a mental perception. Now, this is the trick because it's the mental perception of who you are. Because the true limitations are just regarding the body, what mm-hmm. things your body can do. So in a way, we would see astrology as this roadmap. And when we look at this mm-hmm. roadmap from like this conscious perspective, it's like, yeah, we see the roads, we see what is on the way, but we don't see into the details of what we're going to encounter on that roadmap. Mm-hmm. And we can choose where we want to go in this kind of like a framework that is available to us. And then the human design then is going to tell the story of the body of like, what is the vehicle yes. that we are driving in? Exactly. And how fast we can go, how mm-hmm. cool, not, 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 not how cool we are. <laughs> We're always cool. Is the rhythm, is the rhythm right. of the body. Yeah. And you know, you're like, okay, I have this story. I want to continue it. I want to have more experience on earth. Mm-hmm. And then you get in, inside the car, inside the vehicle. And that mm-hmm. vehicle is going to take you somewhere. Mm-hmm you need to learn what kind of fuel does it need Mm -hmm. what kind of energy you have available Mm -hmm. and the the beautiful thing with the vehicle is that it's like by design it is programmed to go in the right direction Mm -hmm. by design trust the body yes by design it goes exactly where the story wants to take you Mm -hmm. so the strategy is that it won't let you go in the wrong direction. It, it will stop completely when you just force yourself to go away from your true path. Mm-hmm. It will stop working mm-hmm. because the universe doesn't want to let you go in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. So the body will simply shut down. And that's so... when we get burned, when we are burned out, when we don't have energy for anything. That's how depression works. When you're living inside a personality that's not yours when you're living a life that's not yours of course you get depressed because you don't have any life force to go there Mm. so what i hear you say is that as we learn how to work with our natural cycles and embrace our natural rhythm we are by design set for Mm -hmm. success in a way that our soul wanted to experience And here, astrology, so often people are going to come to astrology readings to like, know what is my purpose? What is my life mission? And where astrology is going to kind of tell us the energetics, the main components and the themes of life, of what we came here to learn, the adventure ahead, human design Mm -hmm. is going to tell us how we can do it or how is the most natural, easeful, aligned way for us to do it, to remember (laughs) the thing is each of us is so so different and Mm -hmm. what you hear even in business or in your personal life you hear a lot of strict rules like this is how it should be this Mm -hmm. is how is the right way to do it with Mm -hmm. business you hear a lot about consistency doing things daily working uh, waking up at a specific hour and working this amount of hours per day you have this like template of how to live your life. And then Mm -hmm. human design is like, nope, that's not it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You're not going to have energy for that. Exactly. I know that that's your case. Yeah. Uh, You're not supposed to work with consistency. You don't have energy. Yay. (laughs) 
<laughs> thank you for saying that but it's it's true you know like even in spiritual communities right there are almost like this prescribed higher truths mm -hmm. that are supposed to resonate with everyone and be good for everyone but yeah what the systems are teaching us that there is really no correct way for everyone and since we are recording this episode under the Virgo season that is a lot about work ethics consistency mm -hmm. that perfectionism how are we gonna utilize this and make it better perfect aligned um I really love in the reading that we had together how you told me I'm an avocado <laughs> my consistency yes. is in a way that not ripe not ripe not ripe no consistency and then ripe mm -hmm. for two days and the energy channels and this already gives you so much freedom to not push yourself and actually be able to create greatness from the heart and the flow of your soul instead of dictation of the society exactly and I, I was able to tell you exactly how your energy works because I'm the same. Mm -hmm. I work the same. And uh, so for me, that stellium has many planets in the 60 gate. Mm -hmm. And that's the gate of limitations. Mm -hmm. And now my whole life, I felt like there's a lid thrust uh, above me and I'm not able to, to externalize the energy. Mm -hmm. And it was like, not yet, not yet, not yet. And I was feeling that Maybe it's my fears. Why am I resisting? What's my resistance? Maybe I should heal this. And you know, all that inner dialogue that you have and what you hear from others that if you're not moving forward, if you're not acting, something is wrong. There's a wound. You need to heal. You need to practice a lot of things so you can move forward. But, you know, the thing that I'm not starting my activity as soon as I get the idea and that I'm waiting and I'm waiting, that's perfectly aligned for me. Mm -hmm. Because it's like when I felt something that stops me, like suppresses my energy, it's not against me. Mm -hmm. It's just compressing everything that I have. And it gets thicker and thicker and more powerful. And at some point when the mutation happened inside of me, because so much energy has been gathered in my body, it mutated who I am. It mutated my identity and my project. And then when finally the lid comes off and I'm able to manifest what I've been thinking about, the project that I have, it has an amazing power. Mm. It becomes a force of nature because I've been waiting. Mm. Mutation in a way that like the process goes full cycle mm -hmm. and reaches that maturation. And I started my page, I started Voice of the Sacred after like three years of not yet, not yet, <laughs> not yet. And what a gift it is right now. So yes, actually, I wanted to ask you that. I wanted to ask you uh, if you work or how you work with transits in your own life. Do you like plant seeds, take actions according to planetary activations? You would be surprised, but I, as an astrologer, astrologer don't follow transits that much mm -hmm. me neither because I I'm, <laughs> <laughs> at some point I got so in tune with my intuition and inner cycles yes. that I use a transit only when I want to really fix fix a date mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the thing the thing is I'm not programming myself to work accordingly to the transit yes. I'm more like looking back you know when something happens 
I'm like looking back at trends is to understand what happened. Yes. And then when I want to fix something into the future, like I wanted to fix when to start my business, I checked all the cycles and uh, I started it exactly on my Jupiter return mm. in the ninth house on my son the <laughs> with the moon in cancer. Yes. So I started it at the right moment. Mm-hmm. And of course, I could feel like, uh, you know, I was like suppressing the energy and then the lid came off and I was able to express it. But I still have like a t- time frame mm-hmm. in which I can externalize the energy. And in that time frame, I'm using astrology to set the exact date and minute and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a beautiful point to bring in for the ways that the systems can sometimes limit us Mm -hmm. if we take them too rigidly or if we rely depend on them too much so I would love to explore this avenue with you of like where do you see potential limitations of astrology and human design I don't think astrology can limit human design it's more like the other way around because in human design you see the limitations of the body mm-hmm. how your energy works and what energy you have available but astrology is truly infinite it can take you infinitely further mm-hmm. in in life but yeah and, you know it's the is the story of you have all the signs you have all the planets you have all the houses you can work everywhere with all the energies yeah and it shows the constant progression and evolution mm-hmm. with all of the cyclical transits it's ever going process ever forever infinite story an ongoing infinite story of the soul Mm -hmm. Um, and in one way now i'm thinking that one way that astrology could limit is that if you strictly follow the transits so you're you're looking when is the right time to do something mm -hmm. but then let's say it's a retrograde season everything is messed up everything is upside down and then your authority you know, in human design, you have this authority that tells you when to do something. Your mm-hmm. body just sends a message to you that now, now I want to act. Now I have energy to do this. So let's say you know from the transits that this is not a good time to start something. But then your body is like, yes, do it now. Yes. So which system do you listen to? Exactly, exactly. In this case, I would say always listen to the body because even if the transits are upside down, there's a lesson to learn. And it seems like your body has all the energy required to engage with the lesson and learn something valuable from it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And this is also, I believe, in human design, uh, the inner versus the outer authority, right? Mm -hmm. And most of the human design types aura types which is going to be reflector manifester generator manifesting generator and projector they are going to have different authorities right of course astrology comes as an outer authority Uh astrology comes as something from the outside telling you when to act how to act when you have a strong signal from the body that tells you now is the moment yeah. And that I would say is the sacral authority and the spleen, the splenic authority, mm-hmm. even the ego. Mm-hmm. Those will is... tell you exactly when to do something. The other authorities can give you the time frame, like, like you, when you have 
the emotional authority. You have <laughs> you need to go through the whole wave. You cannot I serve take a decision those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like learning that my hum- like my natural design is that I have to go through all of the emotional waves and see things through all of the perspectives and encounter the fears and dismantle the stories, but keep coming Mm -hmm. back to the body gives me so much freedom and permission to just honor what is natural for me and not judge myself for needing to take that longer period to make a decision and perhaps never fully feeling like I'm a full fuck body aligned fuck yes because I'm always going to see more layers and just like the knowledge the understanding of that brings so much freedom and spaciousness to me you know it's not like "Eh, I'm an indecisive Libra it's like no I'm like I'm a human being that is able to tap into so many different perspectives and possibilities. And from there, I'm going to feel with my body where it wants to take me because my body will know. And this is your path to feel all the feelings. The Libra and the solar plexus being defined. It's like you go from all the the information that you have that is pro-something, that Mm -hmm. validates the the decision to say yes and then you see all the other options that tell you no mm-hmm. so you know astrology looking at the transits can help you understand and track the waves the emotional waves yeah and then you you could even i didn't test this because i don't have uh, my solar plexus defined mm-hmm. but i believe you can track all of that all of those through the transits Mm-hmm. So you can see exactly how your wave is and why you have this wave and how it will go further. Because solar plexus is in human design is defined with emotion. Uh, it's connected mm-hmm. to our emotions, right? Emotional waves. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's This is something that I always encourage my clients when I do astrology sessions. It's I always like... Yes, I'm telling a certain story, but that it's not, I'm not telling the ultimate truth. Whatever I say, I invite you to take it in and feel it in mm-hmm. your body. And this is that the embodiment that kind of guides us into the human design. And even when you said before of like, oh, I feel this constriction that I need to wait, wait, wait. What I would love to know is how you distinguish when the fears, the restrictions, the limitations are coming from the mind versus when they are your intuition guiding you. That's the huge difference that human design clarifies. Mm-hmm. So we, with astrology is all mental. The chart helps the mind understand life. It's not physical it's not inside the body now of course Mm -hmm. the energies they play inside the body but they don't define the body Mm -hmm. it's all mental it's how the mind understands and that leaves a lot of place for overthinking stressing over (laughs) so the beautiful thing is that the mind can just go on and on and chat about what could get what could go wrong what's not right for you but the body is very very clear in the response because it doesn't think so uh, let's say you have, if you have the spleen defined, the then spleen the intuition, intuition. Yes, the intuition is going to be very clear and short. Now, when the mind, you would think that, oh, it's an intuition that I have about something going wrong. But then the mind keeps talking and talking and pressuring you with some thoughts. They are not the intuition. 
and you see in your human design chart that your intuition is uh, 0.2 seconds. That's all. It comes as a short flash of stop doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's all. That's why we practice and- mindfulness to be able to recognize this little voices, this yes. little, not even and voices, you- but like the energetic pulses. Sensations. There are sensations, sensations in the body. Right. Yeah. And with each center, you can learn about how your body communicates to you. And this communication is about how to walk the right path, mm-hmm. how to keep being on the right path. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in astrology, you give someone, I mean, a client comes to me and I give them the roadmap. Like, here's how you start. Here is the baggage that you carry from the past. And this is how your soul wants to move forward. Mm-hmm. But then there are so many ways of doing it when to say yes to something, when to say no to something. And that's how the body will guide you. It will naturally tell you, do this, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing to have both of them, to know mentally, to know the direction, and then let the body carry you there. Mm. So... I I love where this conversation took us when I asked you about the possibilities, the possible limitations of the systems. Um, but what I actually had in mind uh, was what when we learn about the systems and the ways that we work through the lenses of astrology and human design, the way we use it, what do you see as possible limitations on our lives and our perceptions if we Mm -hmm. use these systems in a way that are actually not going to support us? How would that Mm -hmm. look like? Oh, there there are infinite ways to use it wrong. (laughs) And we came to learn those (laughs) two. Yes. Even astrology, like people judge other people based on their chart and that's not how it works. Yeah, It's like seeing how a story can unfold and then deciding, oh, this person is going to go the wrong way. How can you know that? Mm-hmm. And this each something- sign, each placement has so many options. Mm-hmm. It has a shadow. It has light. And the thing is, how can you judge where a person is? And another thing, and this is something human design brings. So before the mutation had happened uh with our with our system of the chakras mm-hmm. we were learning how to grow linear like how to evolve how to raise frequency how to raise the vibration we were going from the shadow towards the more positive manifestation of a certain frequency mm-hmm. so in that space we were criticizing the lower frequency and going towards a higher one But after that mutation happened inside our bodies, we are no longer seeking to evolve in that manner. We are no longer, you know, awakening the Kundalini and working through the chakras. Mm -hmm. But we are living through all of them and we are embracing all the aspects. Mm -hmm. So this is something I want to focus on in in everything that I'm sharing, that there's no reason for us to move from one frequency to another to criticize that something is lower and something is higher because all of them are needed in life Mm. and even being grumpy being bitter being rude they are needed at some point in life so when you criticize someone based on the chart like he's a scorpio he could be like that and like this and (laughs) and the mentality could be that 
we are moving from the shadow towards the higher frequency. Mm. But the thing is, it's not about where you are on the spectrum. It's not about seeing if a person is in the shadow part or if they're, you know, healed and evolved. Mm -hmm. It's how they use the energy. Yes. So let's say Scorpio can be possessive, can be obsessed, mm -hmm. can be truly just die when when they dive into the shadows, they can get stuck there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you see a person that is stuck into the shadows and the first thing can be the first thought can be to judge them and to say that's wrong, they need to get out of there. But in other in other perspective, you can look at them and understand is this correct for them? Mm -hmm. Are they are they deciding to stay there consciously because they know that's exactly what needs to happen in the moment? Mm -hmm. Yeah, also so on even, the soul even, level, right? Yes. The shadow aspects of the planets and the signs and every aspect, they are needed. So yes. you cannot criticize someone for, for being there or for manifesting that kind of energy. Because you don't know if that energy is exactly what the world needs at this point. Yeah, and I think this is where so much tension and this misalignment comes when we make something wrong. But yes. I've, that is still, in a way, coming from that lens of the mind. If now Absolutely. that we are in the Virgo season, which is a lot about perfectionism, perfecting, aligning, but it's purifying, shedding the layers so that we can come to the recognition of the perfection of what already is. And uh, a switch of perspective mm -hmm. would be that perfection and what's organic, what's natural. It's not the higher frequency. It's all the spectrum exactly. of the frequencies. But when it happens at the right time, in the right moment, with mm -hmm. the right people. So even the shadow aspects can be perfect if they're placed in the correct environment and moment and with the right people. And how do you define the right environment, moment, the right people? <laughs> with all the tools that you can have, <laughs> listening to the body, listening to all the centers that you have. Or again, just that's, that that's the deeper biggest, knowing. That's the biggest challenge. Yeah, but what I would say is just like in your recognition that this is an acceptance, that this is that crucial stage in the mm -hmm. moment of your soul's evolution, knowing that you don't have to stuck here, you are progressing, you are constantly evolving. And this is that perfect moment in that point of your life experience, life story. Yes, and there's a lot, a lot of shame and judgment for those those areas mm -hmm. or that part of the spectrum now see um, to the question that i posed before it's also a little bit of like what happens when we overly identify with this with our charts when we go into too much fixation of i am supposed to be that way or even using it as an excuse to stay in certain painful or patterns that do not serve us. That can happen only when you listen too much to the mind. When the mind is very fixated on how things are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And that's the ego that gets very, very rigid. So the body will naturally go towards your definition, towards your placements. 
that will happen because that's the energy you have available. You will naturally go towards that, but it cannot be forced by the mind. The mind can only observe and analyze. So use the tools to observe what you have and understand what you have. Don't use the tools to create something inside of you. Mm-hmm. That would be the way to avoid limiting yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you can be surprised by in which way the body wants to manifest a certain energy. Mm-hmm. And you take one sign. It has infinite ways of writing that story. Exactly. And you cannot place when the mind wants to tell that story. Let's say you have the story of Scorpio and you're very fixed regarding how that story needs to unfold. Mm -hmm. There are infinite ways to tell it. There are infinite ways for it to manifest. And if you're very, very attached to one of them, that's when you limit yourself. But it's not a Scorpio that limits you because Scorpio is very big. Every sign has so many possibilities. Yeah. So it's it's the mind that wants to pick a single thread and follow it. So so if you let mm -hmm. if you let your life simply unfold and you look at it through, oh, I'm a Scorpio. So this is how the the journey should be, or not should be, but how the journey will take shape. Now you look through this lens and you understand things that are happening. Mm-hmm. So you know it's not that you place the energy. It's not that you force the energy there. You're not pushing yourself towards mm-hmm. something. You're observing and using the tools to translate what happened. So it's not and about defining. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's not about defining the path. It's actually um, putting on the glasses to see more of the path and opening mm-hmm. it up through the understanding and the awareness of the possibilities that are out there. And I believe for me, it's kind of easy to do this because sun in gate 41 is like everything is possible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this opens up infinite possibilities for my life, expect the unexpected. Mm -hmm. And I cannot place a a specific path. I cannot Mm -hmm. decide this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And in a way, you know, we are all going to have certain gates that are going to offer us this um, this lens, because like what you explained to me the other day is that I have this trait of the innocence to approach all mm-hmm. of the experiences that I encounter like a, with a childlike innocence and curiosity. And just like you are feeling the infinite possibilities in a way that innocence also provides me with the lens that I'm going to yes. like then that we're both right. going to uniquely implement. For me, it's a bit different because my motivation is desire. Mm -hmm. So I have infinite possibilities and then I'm observing what I desire, what I get locked Mm. into. So for me, innocence would be the wrong way to see it because I need to follow Mm -hmm. that desire that pulls me towards one single thing. Mm. But it's not me deciding this is my desire. That would Mm -hmm. be limiting myself and really, really using astrology and human design in a way that takes away from my experience Mm -hmm. so i'm not i'm not deciding this is the thing i'm observing how i'm naturally going towards one thing how i'm naturally desiring something and then i say oh i'm observing how i desire this i'm going to continue to observe myself doing it and getting that (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that. You know, the image that is coming up for me right now is like, we are all here blindfolded on this planet Earth. And we're just kind of wandering around in this darkness and like trying to like touch things around us with our hands mm -hmm. and be like, oh, okay, I, I feel this, I see this, I can smell this, blah, 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 with our senses. And what I see, astrology, human design, gene keys, enneagrams, whatever the systems that you feel called to, philosophies and other sacred tools really provide us is a sh not a shortcut, but actually a, a, a light bulb. Uh, uh what is the thing the, the flashlight to be able mm -hmm. to see more clearly so that we don't have to continue bumping on the roads which sure you can do and it's a beautiful experience on its own but here in a way it's also like handing us the tools and saying hey you can actually have a support and guidance as you continue on your walk because it is quite challenging <laughs> and adventurous as it, it is. is without you needing to wander around in the darkness. And in a way, it's like, yeah, giving you the toolkit to be able to... It gives you the words to mm -hmm. call what's happening. Mm -hmm. It gives you the language to explain what's happening because yes. we come into this life and we live, We things happen to us. And we feel things inside our body and we cannot explain it. We have no idea how to explain things. We don't know why it happens, how it happens. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can go to therapy, you can spend years analyzing and trying to find concepts. And that's definitely one path. Or you can just be very introspective and analyze everything and try to formulate concepts to explain what, had, what has been happening. Or you can use something like a structure, a system that gives you the language, the concepts, the terminology to explain all of that. Yeah, you can be efficient in Virgo style mm -hmm. and use yes. this beautiful system. of energy. Very efficient. <laughs> and this system will tell you that after, with this, you have this energy and that will happen. So you have like a, a story mm -hmm. and you can place yourself in the story. Mm -hmm. You can see because it's a mechanism, it's like a domino that happens, you can see where you are. So you see what happened before and what will will happen in your life, mm -hmm. or how, at least how are the mechanics or of what happens in your life. But that doesn't limit your experience. It just, it just gives you a tool to see where you are, mm -hmm. where on the map you are, you are right now. And this is what I would love to expand with you on, because I know that primarily from what I understand, you're a karmic and evolutionary astrologer. Mm -hmm. And with this, you mostly focus on the why, not so much on the what and how, if I understand correctly. Mm -hmm. Would you give us a little bit more context on what does karmic and evolutionary astrology mean? So I explained before that we come here with stories. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, Life is very confusing. You have no idea why certain <laughs> things ding, ding, come ding. into your life. The ultimate truth, everybody. <laughs> yes. It's very confusing and things happen and you're like, why does it happen? You don't know what to do with the things that happen to you. Mm -hmm. So having the backstory is like someone telling you what happened last season. Mm -hmm. And you, you simply start to understand more of why. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, what I've observed is that when you are in the moment, like something happens in your life and it awakens all the senses, all the feelings. 
in that moment, knowing the why is not really useful. Mm-hmm. And this is why we have a lot of practices that need to go with astrology. So mm-hmm. astrology is more more of a tool for the mind, mm-hmm. for the mind to make some sense of the mess that is happening. Yes. But you need other tools to integrate the mess, yes. to be okay with the mess, mm-hmm. to accept it and move forward and not contract and block it and reject the experience. Yeah, this is why I love to call my coaching practice the art of embodied astrology, Mm -hmm. because it's a truly a journey of implementation, integration, embodiment. But with the karmic and evolutionary astrology, it is basically bringing through what I do with Akashic Records. It is working with Mm -hmm. past lives energies. So I would I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about how you work with past life energies through astrology. It gives you an amazing understanding of your life or what's happening in your life and why a a certain direction is the one that will nourish your soul. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you have this perspective that we are infinite. We can go in any direction, any direction. Mm -hmm. But only one of them will truly help you because of that past. So it's like you have an arrow. If you don't know where it starts, you have no idea where the end of it is. You don't know where it points towards. And the arrows are going to be south node and north node in hum- in astrology? Yes, yes. Yeah. So and also the 12th house holds a mm-hmm. lot of energy from the past. Saturn shows where exactly the contraction is going to happen, where the lessons mm-hmm. are going to come into your life. Saturn but every the planet, planet of karma. Yes, but every planet holds energy from the past. And you see this with uh, the dignity. If Mm -hmm. a planet is strong and powerful and ready for action, that's a clear sign of what happened in the past, Mm -hmm. that you work with that, you're confident in that energy. Now, when you have the wounded planets, they show that something wounded that part of you. Mm -hmm. So in a way, astrology can help us understand what kind of environments we come from and how are we now transforming growing through those lessons in this lifetime yes it's the path from karma or through karma towards dharma dharma is the path it's not the destination yes it's the the destination the destination is always being one with god being infinite Mm -hmm and we are moving towards that Mm -hmm. and you know when uh some people are here to practice exactly being one with god we see that with monks with people that dedicate completely to moksha Mm -hmm. liberation Mm -hmm. and then they don't look at the chart anymore because they don't need to follow direction they are they're just one step from reaching the infinite singularity but most of us are not here to do that step yet but we are reaching there it's like i always imagine it as a river that is flowing towards the ocean Mm -hmm. and we will all reach the ocean but for to do that first we need to you know travel through the mountains and it's a messy a messy road Mm -hmm. astrology gives you the information of where you're coming from And where gravitation naturally pulls you towards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's exactly what 
North Node is, is the gravitation that pulls the river towards the ocean. Mm, I love that. I love that expression. And this progression that you also mentioned, I also see it depicted in like the order of the zodiac signs right we start with aries mm -hmm. which is a lot about the self and then we learn about ourselves through our environment and then our interaction with others and then the bigger systems of society and at the end we come to pisces which is all about surrendering and letting go and dissolving into and the dissolving, one yes we have been one all along mm -hmm. it's been like this oneness experiencing itself through all these different layers um and what you pulled in our session the other day was something that is i believe called the rave chart or the quantum uh, no the rave mandala or the quantum mandala mm -hmm. and what you it also shows the progression of the soul um can you be a little bit more specific than I am? Because <laughs> it's, it's so very similar. So uh, there are four quarters, which are placed on top of the zodiac. So it's really just that the spiral. It's not a circle. It's a spiral of the zodiac, mm -hmm. and the soul moves further on that spiral. So of course you start with Aries, and then you reach Pisces, and it's all about learning life. Mm -hmm. learning and then applying and learning something else applying something else and so, we start with learning about life mm -hmm. applying how to be alive here then building something here learning how to build and then building something in in the maya mm -hmm. in the illusion that we are building together here on earth and then you move into relationships learning about relationships then actually applying all the lessons and after that you move towards First of all, all of them, learning how to just combine everything you've been learning so far and then leaving something for your legacy. Mm -hmm. So this would be like the steps that the soul take here on earth and it moves through the zodiac. But it doesn't mean that when you do a complete cycle, you just leave because <laughs> you're done. You can go on and on and on. And yeah. this is why... Even if, let's say, someone has a lot of Pisces energy and someone has a lot of Aries energy, you would think that Pisces is more advanced than Aries. But because it's a spiral, the Aries, the person that is in the Aries energy can be like three spirals ahead of you. But can you quantum leap in the spiral? Possibly. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be linear. Mm -hmm. You don't have to make step by step uh your movement doesn't have to be step by step mm. and so the position of the sun in this mandala spiral would mm -hmm. kind of tell us which stage of evolution our soul yes, is yes yes that's why sun is very important to see exactly what's your evolutionary step mm -hmm. but because we don't have the memories of the past lives we don't know how the soul actually moves mm-hmm mm -hmm. So we don't know if it jumps, if it goes back, if it goes forward. Maybe time doesn't even exist in in that plane when the soul decides where to move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love this. So we I just know this. that we have some baggage and that baggage can be even from the future. Yeah, that's why it's quantum because <laughs> it's interconnected. So th this is something I want people always to take into account that their past life can be in future. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this is why the quantum 
leaps are possible because it's all happening in this transcendental field where we can actually access these different timelines. But what I sometimes also feel is that um, the soul will, will get confused of what is me in the now if we are too stuck in the stories and the energies of the past, if mm -hmm. we go into the mixing too much. And this is why this embodiment grounding practices are so important. Yes. Because even if we want a quantum leap into something else, if we're not actually doing it through the body here, um, it's not probably going to serve us. <laughs> it's very possible to get attached to the limitations of the story. Mm hmm but is this mandala uh, concept, is it a part of the astrology or is it coming from human design? No, it's from human design. Right, because human design comes in many different layers. So astrology is one big part of it that kind of gives the context of human design, right? And now we're also tapping into the realms of quantum physics. Would you be able to also tell us a little bit what are these components that are actually designing the design of the human design <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and how are they interconnected is it even like with astrology how is actually astrology incorporated in human design so the the theory from human design uses astrology and it connects astrology to the body through the eating the 64 hexagrams okay, okay so you have we have the neutrinos which is the energy that comes from the sun and mm -hmm. from all the, the stars in the universe. Mm -hmm. And this is the, the energy that penetrates everything. Mm -hmm. There are subatomic particles that they carry the message. They, mm -hmm. they carry a certain frequency and information. Mm -hmm. So those neutrinos, they are moving from the sun. They are manufactured in the sun and they meet the planets in their way towards us. And then they gather they gather that data from the uh, the planets. They have information from the planets. And again, and depending on the position of the planets and the interaction yes. between them, right? And the, those gather. planets are in a sign, are in a specific angle with the Earth. Mm -hmm. They are connected, like the angles between the planets is different. So that information that the planet carries is going to be different in every position of the planet. Mm -hmm. So the the wave of neutrino, imagine them as an ocean of particles that just comes towards you. Coming and from they the meet, heaven! <laughs> they meet the planets mm -hmm. and then they reach us. And the way they affect us is through one hexagram. Mm -hmm. So let's take sun, for example. So no, the energy from the sun comes to other planets. So let's take Jupiter. Mm -hmm. Now, the energy meets Jupiter. Jupiter is in a sign and it has specific aspects with other planets, so it carries the information. Mm -hmm. And then it comes towards you. The neutrinos come forward from Jupiter mm -hmm. towards the Earth and they enter first through a house, depend depending on where Jupiter is on the sky. And then through the zodiac sign, it picks one hexagram that is connected to the body. So the energy of the neutrino is going to activate a certain gate inside the body. Mm -hmm. And the connection is made through the 64 hexagrams. So in a way... Each sign has, each sign has around five, five five and a half hexagrams. 
So the way that this energy would then enter different hexagrams would be depending on the ascendant, which is where the energy enters the no, body no, no. first. The hexagrams are connected to the signs. Right. So they are fixed on the signs. Okay. So it's showing your wholeness and how this wholeness kind of mm -hmm. uh, reliefs, reliefs, <laughs> how it like stretches as this energy mm -hmm settles in the wholeness or the manifestation of this wholeness exactly and let's say the beginning of Aquarius because mm -hmm. that's where my son is and Jupiter and Uranus mm -hmm. that's gate 41 it's always gate 41 mm -hmm. so for me Jupiter comes through Aquarius 41 and then it enters the sky through ninth house and it right. it feels my 41 my 41st gate with the energy right so the planetary energies are going to be activating different centers and mm -hmm. different gates in human design aka in your yes. body that's why if we have the same gate in our charts they're probably going to be acting different depending on the planet that is activating that gate yes correct? of course yes cool and there All are right. two times when the body receives the energy so mm -hmm. first is three months before the birth mm -hmm. when the design happens. And that's when the planets in that moment activate the body in the womb. And then at birth, it's another moment when the personality crystal comes into the body and it gives another set of planets. And that's why you have, you know, the, the black part of your human design chart and the red one. The red being the first one, the unconscious, the design. And the black is the conscious one, the personality that comes into the body. I also read that the unconscious chart, so the design chart, is in a way a, a biogeneric inheritance. Would that be then the mm -hmm. epigenetics? There's so much room to study. <laughs> and the thing is, astrologers don't focus at all on the unconscious chart. And that's something I'm trying right now to figure out, like how exactly the unconscious chart the design chart is affecting us how it works because you don't find a lot i mean i haven't found until now mm -hmm. so i will keep searching i want to keep studying this but i have to say that i don't know much about it right now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we and have the human design which is a combination of the two and yeah. we have a lot a lot of information about how they are combined then we have astrology that is about the personality one and we have lots and lots of knowledge about that but there's not much focus on the unconscious chart alone but is the astrology that is um connected to human design is it working with the western astrology or the vedic yes. astrology it's the western one the tropical zodiac system Right. Because also the mandala that you showed me with a hexagram, it also reminds me of not so much deacons in astrology, which would be like the three kind of mm -hmm. cycles of the zodiac um, sign, but more of like nakshatras, which are in Vedic astrology, different areas of each zodiac sign, the whole chart. Yes, you, you can you can divide the signs in so many ways. Mm -hmm. based on planets based based on nakshatras based on they're like egyptian egyptian uh way of dividing it there are the yeah. ones from T ptolemy then you have the decans it's it's a lot 
And this is there's a lot the of ways. And then you have the hexagrams. And this is the beauty of it. And this is why I call it an art of astrology, because in a way, when people say like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm a skeptic, I'm more of like a rational, logical type of a person, I don't believe in astrology. I'm always like, you don't have to believe in astrology, because it's not a religion, it's not a belief system, it's a language, it's a form of art, but it's also something that can be tested, and something that mm-hmm. is actually based on on patterns, on repeating cycles. And in that way, isn't that what science kind of does? Trying to prove something that usually spirituality has been saying for centuries. Um, But I feel like human design is kind of bringing these different sides together, that it's not so romantic and woo-woo energetic Mm -hmm. as um, astrology is, but it's much more mechanical because, like we said, it combines okay yes astrology but quantum physics and then we also have this hindu chakra system and the kabbalah and so many different components Mm -hmm. but what you taught me the in our session is that the body graph of human design is a mutation of chakra system so it's not actually not the the seven chakras Mm -hmm. and how is the big difference uh there are nine, first of all, and they're completely different. So back then when we were seven-centered beings, having the seven chakras, the goal was to work through them, like to awaken each of them step by step. You start mm-hmm. with root and you end with the crown. And mm-hmm. there's one direction. You go mm-hmm. from one, then you just gradually work through the chakras towards the top one. Right, the yogic approach. The mutation, yes. But the mutation happened. The chakras Mm. completely mutated. And now Mm. it's not just one way. It's not, you know, you don't have one channel. Well, there were two channels going from the root towards the crown. But now you see we have 64 channels, Mm. 64 Mm. gates that create the the channels. Mm -hmm. Mm. So it's completely different. Everything is connected with everything almost. And the, the energy circulates in a way, in a very different way. Mm-hmm. So now it's not about growing from the root towards the crown. It's about being present with all of them. Mm-hmm. Feeling the energy that we have through all of them. At the same time, being present with what happens in the body. There's no need to, to awaken the energy because the energy is there. You just have to live it. You just have to observe how it manifests. Mm. And I wanted to say that a big difference between astrology and human design is that astrology is very poetic and it just builds a story for the mind to understand. And that story can take so many shapes, but human design is more like the biology of the energy of the soul. Mm -hmm. So, of course, people feel that it is very limiting. I hear that a lot that they prefer astrology because human design is very restricting. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, people try to work with human design as like a second kind of astrology, and it's not. Mm -hmm. It's mechanics. It's your body. It's the biology of your energy. Yeah, it requires a different approach. The same way. Yeah, yeah. You, You cannot build the same type of story and flexibility you cannot play the same with the the keywords and the energies as you do in astrology 
And this is where I uh, sometimes hurt. I don't know where I heard it. Maybe I. No, it's it, this is not coming from me. But I read somewhere that like you know what divine timing is. It's transit. <laughs> but um, what I actually want to bridge this towards is that the pressure to once you learn about your human design that you need to implement all of the newfound knowledge and realizations and just like start living it all at once but it's also in a way going to be activated through different transits right so in a way i don't have to implement my determination Absolutely. my eating habits right away or find like the whatever other aspects like even with a strategy although i think strategy from my basic understanding or growing understanding of human design is strategy um is one of extremely important elements of human design understanding that can truly ease our way through life mm -hmm. do you agree of course of course and the thing with people that they kind of feel the pressure to leave their design mm. is like it's like you find out you have two arms and you feel the pressure to use your arms. <laughs> but they're yours. You've been using them. You just, you weren't aware. Now you received the words and the picture. Like someone let you see that you have this body with two arms. Mm -hmm. So there, there's no rush. There's no pressure. There's no, this is who you are. You have yeah. them. You're going to use them. If not yeah. now, then later. It doesn't matter. And there's almost there's like no... an opening of like, okay, you have two arms and there are new ways that you can start using them, mm -hmm. but you don't have to right away. Maybe you will, maybe you will not. Just again, trusting your rhythm. And the fact that you have the arms means that you will use them in this yeah. life because you have a purpose with them. Yes. And you don't have to rush towards your purpose. Exactly. You don't have to force your purpose to happen because that will happen automatically you just have to be aware of it and in a way and you already are even in if the you're purpose. not even if you're not aware of the purpose it happens you know in, yeah. in human design there is doing this or not like the mission is to be in this frequency or not mm -hmm. with the sixth line you have being a role model or not mm. because you cannot escape the the purpose mm -hmm. you can do it in a way that inspires others or you can do it in a way that is you know like an anti-model like mm -hmm. so, someone that tells you how to not be that kind of person yeah yeah beautiful and it's virgo season there's a lot of talk always about like being of service being this big virgo trait and virgo theme mm -hmm. but what you so beautifully also explained in our design reading is that because i am a generator type um the where does this focus of the service go like is the focused on yourself serving yourself first and through that kind of serving the world or is the focus first externally and from what i understand there are like different ways to approach this service that can be connected to our life purpose too of the way that we want to serve through our life mission our life purpose serving can be a tricky word because mm -hmm. we automatically imagine that you do something for someone yeah 
But something I really, really like highlighting is that you are serving even when you are not actively doing something Mm -hmm. because your energy does things even when you're not aware of. So you can be serving humanity even if you're alone on top of the mountain meditating. Yeah. And that's very selfish. That can sound very selfish because you don't care about the crises that happen. You don't care about what, you know, all the drama from the, the Maya. Mm-hmm. But you, by being very true to yourself and to the energy that you have and to what you really want to do and what you're talented about doing, What's the life mission that has been calling you when you listen to that and you go in that direction? You're serving. Mm. And this puts so much pressure away. And again, that leaning back into your essence and honoring your energetics, which is what this is all about. Yes. Mm. And some people are meant to literally connect with others and serve them. Mm -hmm. Others are meant to just focus on who they are because they are serving only when they're studying themselves. And those are the generators. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there are also then like the personal, social and tribal lines in human design, Mm -hmm. which will also tell us how the energy is directed and projected. Right. Yes. Yeah. And when you have a lot of individual energy, you're not supposed to look around at what others want from you because that's not how you serve humanity you serve by being a huge eccentric that doesn't want to listen to anyone and does something exactly how it comes from the body like you have sudden inspiration to change everything around you and you do it and that's how you serve humanity and in that sense astrology human design and similar systems are tools of rebellion mm-hmm. <laughs> against mm-hmm. the system that like shames us guilts guilt trips us into feeling like we're wrong like do, we're not doing enough like we're not contributing enough and this is why it's such a healing modality to dive into the systems but not clinch to them use them in a way that they're going to support us but also um, yeah, being truthful and honest with ourselves to what extent um, they are really supporting us on this path. Yes, this is the process of deconditioning. Yeah. Of releasing the pressure from society to be someone else mm-hmm. and just fully owning the the person that you are. And that's such a magic of the understanding, expansion, acceptance liberation ah, mm-hmm. oh, i feel i feel it in my body <laughs> diana is there anything else that you feel like are either like some of your favorite myths and misconceptions that you would like to dismantle or just something that through the voice of the sacred wants to come through as it feels important to you to be acknowledged in this space Something that I truly want people to feel is that you can use both of these systems. What I'm observing is astrologers refusing human design Mm -hmm. because it's limiting, because it uses astrology in a way that tells you what you can do and what you can't, Mm -hmm. you know, because when you don't have a certain channel or energy active, it's not yours to use all the time. And they don't like that. A lot of people don't like a a system that tells you 
you are not this kind of person mm -hmm. or you can't do this. So this is a misconception that it's against you that you can't do something. Mm -hmm. And when you come from astrology and you meet human design, you feel the resistance of, but I'm infinite, but I can do everything, but I'm all the signs. <laughs> and there's also a pressure that can come through that, right? <laughs> yes. So I want to make it clear that <laughs> in your mind, the personality, the person that you can be is infinite. But the body doesn't have energy to do everything. It has energy only for reaching the ocean. Mm -hmm. So you're the river that flows towards the ocean and you will have infinite energy when you go towards that. When you move away from the ocean, you lose energy. So your human design just mm -hmm. tells you what's the path that is the most natural for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's beautiful how I see this trend currently transiting North Node in Taurus and South Node in Scorpio, mm -hmm. that the South Node is really connecting us to this deeper, occult, mysterious wisdom from within, from the darkness in a way, and bringing it up in like in, onto the earth as an offering to be integrated, mm -hmm. to be embodied, to be made practical, yes. but also with Taurus simple to simplify and this is what i hear in your river flow of like what is it that you yes. truly need to be able to float and flow and it's beautiful that this conjunction between north node and uranus is in the second gate which mm -hmm. gives a direction which mm -hmm. gives all of us a sense of direction right now mm -hmm. so we can feel during this transit we feel the pool of the ocean mm -hmm. Wee, 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 wee. This is so beautiful. <laughs> I would love to continue talking to you, but maybe to slowly start bringing it up. Mm -hmm. um, we went right in, I feel, which is, I hope people were able to follow because I feel like we're both quite yes, Aquarian I and it can be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yes we didn't have like a strict segment for what's my presentation about myself and what's the conversation <laughs> so it doesn't matter yeah um but i i loved a little bit of the context of like the way that you work and your astrology and i think it's really beautiful how you really bridge that higher wisdom with practical grounded structured aspect because you do have a lot of capricorn in your chart as well mm -hmm. and through your gemini that is able to put it in words and stories so beautifully for us to be able to di digest that in and feel nurtured by your cancer moon it's it's really really beautiful so thank you for the gift and thank you for inviting me to to share the information that i have um one last question maybe not last but let's see how it goes <laughs> question if people would like if someone wants to learn more about this systems and sacred tools how would you av advise them to go and get into it or like what are some of the features that you would recommend people to look into first as like the most significant elements of understanding their designs and stories so for astrology or for human design both <laughs> because it's very different now with human design you have the source you have the books and the lectures from Ra Uruhu. 
and you have you know that's like the origin of mm -hmm. the human design system so you can learn exactly from the source and that's what i recommend mm -hmm. uh, i'm someone who loves going straight from for the the source the origin of something and right. after that after after having yes that's the founder he, he's the right? one yes he's the one who heard the voice that yeah. told him voice of the sacred voice of the sacred <laughs> he's, he's the one he's yeah. the one who heard the voice that told him the system so you and... can read exactly that you can learn exactly how that went yes. and later on you get the perspectives of other people that interpreted the mm -hmm. the system mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so he wrote, the book. he wrote yes, the book he wrote many the... books and a lot of lectures okay yeah and i suggest starting with those because you get the, the original basically mm -hmm. and then from other teachers you get their their variation mm -hmm. the the way they want to teach it how they want to change the words mm -hmm. but for some people they don't like the way ra started to work with this they don't like his language but i suggest to to filter through that you know to avoid getting stuck into what words he used or what perspective he had because we are stuck in the mentality of our times and mm -hmm. he was in 1970 mm -hmm. so he is talking from that perspective from how the world was then yeah. And people have, you know, the, the political correctness that back then it wasn't that strong. Mm -hmm. So they get stuck in in that mentality. Right. But, but we are here to evolve that anyway. Yes, so yes. But <laughs> finding focus, your voice. I would I would suggest I would suggest focus on the information, not the package. Mm -hmm. Just take into consideration that he's a man that lives in some in a period of time where the mentality was maybe not the best one. And it's also always a beautiful invitation to like hear your voice as it is receiving the mm -hmm. voice of another. Mm -hmm. With astrology is kind of different because we have no source. Mm -hmm. There's no person that started with astrology. We have no idea when it started. It's very possible that it was given to us by aliens of or ancient civilizations that are no longer here. We have no idea how it started. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because so every civilization, every ancient culture yes, has yes. its own system of astrology. So there is like this continuation or this co interconnectedness with the stars, the guidance of the mm -hmm. universe that was present here throughout time. And what's interesting is that every civilization that work with astrology, they have different names for the planets, mm -hmm. but they mean the same thing. So they mm -hmm. place their own gods on the planet. They named the planets based on their gods. But Mars is always the god of war in every, every system, in every astrological system. The planets mean the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, have the same energetic essence, right? Mm -hmm. but what I really like about this um, approach or lens of the god and goddesses kind of infusing their energy, their consciousness into the mm -hmm. symbolism of astrology is that it truly shows the evolution, the constant elevation of the consciousness that is happening. It is not a fixed definition. The sign is not a fixed definition. The planet doesn't have a fixed definition. It is this evolving flow of consciousness stream as well. 
Yes, and astrology is extremely flexible. Yeah. Because it's basically a language. You can write any story with it. So mm-hmm. regarding how to start learning astrology, the most important thing is to know, first of all, the language without what story it can write. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at traditional astro- astrology, is very deterministic. Like this is your fate. This is how life is going to happen for you. Yeah. Because that was the reality back then. So mm-hmm. in ancient times, you had a fixed destiny. Yeah. Right now, we have way more free will than before. So it's important when you study astrology to get the language and then to write the story that you want to write mm. based on what philosophy you have, what mentality you have. Mm. So first step is to get the language. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And of course, people can always come to a beautiful storytelling astrologer for more information. I personally really like having more sessions with different astrologers because it's always going to give me like a new breeze of inspiration and understanding, you know, because we all are going to color these stories with such different uh, richness. Mm So the session that I had with you, I have to say, has been one of my favorite up to date. It's truly unique to also that see you. That makes me very happy. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's really fascinating to see you combine astrology and human design and the way that, you know, you infuse them together. I found it so incredibly inspirational and powerful and I feel like um, it's a much needed integration and really shows that mm-hmm. evolution that we are experiencing. Diana, thank you so much for bringing all of this amazing frequency of the voice of the sacred to us. It's such thank a blessing. Thank you. Thank you as well. It's a pleasure to connect with you. okay and if people want to connect with you further how can they find you and in what ways can they connect with you first of all on my instagram page voice of the secret i have a lot a lot of information there i love just sharing just bits Mm. of knowledge and then i'm currently working and it's published but i'm currently working on building a temple in which I'm going to share more in-depth information. So I'm creating like a vir- virtual grimoire Ooh. in which I'm writing chapters full of knowledge to learn astrology, to learn the basic concepts and to get the essence of all of that. Plus the integration with the human design perspective. <sighs> so if people want to learn more, I'm here writing and creating and you know what like please do yourself a favor and really really um yeah open yourself up to receive this beautiful wisdom that waves through diana and the voice of the sacred it's truly one of my favorite things to read about astrology and to explore deeper uh it brings a really unique angle one that comes from the depths of the depths but brings it all together in such a beautiful earthly form so thank you for embracing your authenticity and your voice (sighs) i have no other choice (laughs) isn't that the beauty of the dharma Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes 
<laughs> when you have a focus chart, it's like there's no other way. You just do it or you suffer not doing it. Yeah, yeah. And it becomes so much easier when we just allow ourselves to be who mm -hmm. we are. To flow yeah. towards the ocean. To flow towards the ocean. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you for staying till the end. I hope you enjoyed oh, this podcast episode as well as my weird noise transitions. Um, and if you want to play more in the cosmic aspiration realms, whether through a one-time reading, a triangle bundle, which is like a mini cosmic coaching that gives us three sessions of 90 minutes within three months, or if you're that bad bitch and wants to go all in through a three months journey of cosmic coaching, my heart is open and all of these juicy tools of astrology, a little bit of human design that's starting to sneak in, but also and especially with tarot, Akashic records, just overall a very intuitive approach with a solid structure that is tools give us as well as the embodiment practices and journaling reflections Virgo would be proud <laughs> it feels very aligned and integrated and holistic so I invite you to come and dance with me through this cosmic space you can find me on instagram feva cristina or on the webby cosmicasplorations.com I honor you deeply and I can't wait to connect oh and what I hear other podcasters say is that apparently it really helps if you give a five-star review on apple music because that allows other people to find this sassy spirituality boogies more easily and we do want more people to come and play so thank you for sharing thank you for liking thank you for spreading the love Thank you for trusting. Thank you for believing. Thank you for flowing. Thank you for being and loving. <laughs>